0: Hello, hello, my friends. Okay, so welcome to episode seven of the Great Silencing Podcast with Testimona. I'm gonna let this track play a little bit for you. I just released it. It's called Farewell Is Never Forever. While I light a few candles, for our little chat here on this full moon broadcast podcast, okay? Love Over Fear by the Night God of Sky, if you're watching the video version. Because that's the way it's gotta be, my friends. That is the way it's gotta be. Prosperity Candle as well by Night God of Sky. Because who does not want more of that for everyone? And of course, we are going to be lighting a St. Jude candle. This, oh, that one doesn't want to light. I guess we ain't liking that one. And that might be actually kind of fitting for what we're gonna talk about. All right. So I'll be winding down this track now. If you wanna to listen to the full track, uh, Farewell is Never Forever, or if you'd like to watch a super dope uh, animated lyric video that Saad Dennis did, who lives out in Morocco, that is on my YouTube channel. The song is streaming everywhere though, so every single platform you can think of. Uh, you can buy it on Bandcamp at your choosing of what price. You can stream it everywhere from Deezer to Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, Apple Music, SoundCloud. L- literally, it's it's everywhere that you can get music. So that song just came out, and uh, it's honestly perfect. Like even the fact that that candle didn't just light is perfect. I did not realize the way that all of this was going to line up. Uh, Well, I'm not a psychic, so how could I write? But even with this this sky above us, this full moon. So we're going to talk about, because it is a full moon, I'm not going to get into the astrology of the whole sky, right? Because this isn't an astrology podcast and if I was going to give you a full rundown of everything that I'm aware of that's going on and what it means in layman's terms, I typically spend a great deal of time formulating notes before I speak on something that is that complex. And I didn't do that. Um, I am also not a professional astrologer, so there are many people that you can get that intel from but there is a lot going on. Heavy emphasis on uh, release, obviously. Full moons are releasing. It's about closing out cycles. New moons are about starting new things, new cycles, new beginnings. Uh, but with it being an Aries and conjunct a retrograding Chiron, the wounded healer, so think you know, past traumas and old feelings resurfacing, um, I don't want to get too much further into it, and then it being in Aries, so we have the individual, and then by contrast, and it's opposition, and also where our sun currently is in Libra, so Aries is the I, Libra is the we. Um, there is, like for me, what's coming up, let me just break it down for you. What's coming up is revelations from uh, past trauma, or like things that I've never worked out from relationships but it's still within me but these things need to get worked out in whatever way they can and this time around it's it's pretty it was pretty brutal um but it really turned around today actually um because if I don't get those knots untied i mean you can't have healthy relationships of a certain caliber like i'm talking romantic ones obviously but also these issues that, that we all have, right? Like if you're an adult on planet earth, you have some wounds. You've, you've, you've got some dents. I don't give a fuck what you say. Um, you've been through some shit. And so in my experience, when we do not, uh, do the work to heal from these things, to process them, to integrate them, to release them, if they need to be released, you know, to understand them, to, to do different, to be different, To really gain clarity on, you know, regardless of what others do. Because we don't have control over that, right? We have control over us. Regardless of what others do, we need to gain clarity on how are we responding? What are we tolerating that we shouldn't be? Uh, Are we doing shit that we shouldn't be? Is there things that we should be doing that we're not? And if so, why? Uh, Do we have habits that are like kind of blind spots to us but often show up as self-sabotaging behaviors and if so what are they and how do we stop them so that's kind of been like a building theme for me for honestly the last two months but it just came to my head this morning so I'm going to touch on that and then I want to just broadly get into what are we releasing and moving forward, what do we want to create? Because there's so much, there's so much. I might touch a little bit on, um, the self-reliance festival and, uh, the community at special operations equipment and all that kind of stuff. Cause it does tie into, uh, what is being created, co-created and, and uh, ties into what I even want to create as my own, you know, soul's mission. Um, Something that I was told I would check out a man named Remington Donovan. If you guys are interested in this kind of stuff, he runs the mystical arts podcast. Uh, The gold is really, if you're subscribed to his Patreon, but he's amazing. Um, He said two things that have really stuck out to me. One of them was a direct quote from Alistair Crowley and I'm trying to remember it word for word but it said something along the lines of surrender to your um god what was the words like highest divine guardian angel uh anything else is but a snare so I didn't say that word for word I can't remember the quote um I don't have the book of toth with me but uh <laughs> But uh, basically, what that essentially means, you can interpret it however you want. You could say surrender to God, surrender to a, you know, spirit guide or, or or angel, or to how it's really intended from coming from Crowley is your highest self. So not the ego, not the name you answer to, but the highest level of consciousness that is you that knows your soul's mission. That knows why you incarnated here. That knows the true will of your soul. That. Because when people start feeling lost, myself included, it's because there is a disconnect from that highest conscious, that highest self versus the 3D matrix ego self. And we spend most, if not all of our time in the 3D matrix ego self. I mean, it's encouraged everywhere. It's I mean, to a degree, you have to be in that, you know, if you're if you're living in this realm, but there's got to be some sort of fucking balance or integration or whatever, you know um, But that three d self, that that image, that persona, that personality, that 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 character, that role we play are usually multiple roles we play in this world. We're talking about a consciousness much above that. Um, but that is usually what we think you know our limits are. Sometimes we don't even define them for ourselves. Sometimes we allow other people to do that shit, and uh oof, that ain't good. that ain't good, homie. but we all have done it, so that's kind of one of the wild rides of being a human is uh blocking out voices that are not yours and finding out what your ultimate truth is. And if you do, I mean, if you're an atheist, this, this probably wouldn't apply to you, but if you do believe in like some sort, well, it definitely wouldn't. If you believe in any sort of like higher power, I, I don't care what you choose to call it. Um, anything greater than what you know as your ego self, right? So it could be anything. You could be religious, you could be spiritual, it, it doesn't matter. Um, if you believe in anything like that, one of the greatest journeys is figuring out, you know, what is the will of that divine orchestrated energy that that cosmic intelligence that really no language can can pin down. Um, because the ego runs on self-will, right? And to a degree, you do need that, like in this realm. But it helps best if you know how to merge it and align it with the higher purpose, the higher will. But you have to find out what that is. So that was one little nugget that was dropped on me today. And then something that he said a couple days prior Um, when, when discussing essentially, you know, the current astrology and also the upcoming full moon, but it wasn't just the full moon. It was literally like everything going on in the sky right now, which is way too much to get into. Um, he was talking about it being a time of, he was telling people, you know, don't, don't restrict yourself. Like now really is the time to, to fully you know, unleash and speak your truth. And that was right before that song that I just released came out and that song farewell is never forever, which I'm pretty sure it is (laughs) in this case, but that's not the point. That's not why I chose that title. Um, that title was picked because it was something that was said to me by the person that inspired that song. Um, and it was also said when the dynamic was a little bit different as well. Um, And that's one of the things I'm releasing this full moon actually. So I'm like, like physically I can already feel, I can feel like the energy having left my body and I'm just like, thank God. Cause I had been like just energetically kind of tied up in that for like two months and it was really like fucking with me. So I'm like, Oh God, now I'm like, I could sleep for so long, but thank God. Thank God. It feels like a huge weight has lifted and I will tell you why, but we're going to back up. So the the thing that uh, Remington also said, and yes, he is a person that does practice, um, kabbalistic like ancient mystic traditions. So for some people, they might find that offensive. Cool. Um, I'm gonna say what he said anyway. So what he said was in magic, and I mean like old magic, not like whatever the fuck is going on on TikTok. Um, <laughs> he said in magic, the really the only sin and the greatest sin is restriction and let me be real careful about that it doesn't mean boundaries it doesn't mean discernment it doesn't mean moderation it doesn't that's not what that restriction reference is for what that means is restricting your truth your light your purpose your spirit your heart your voice Restricting all that is you, it, we typically do this out of fear. That's that's usually what it always boils down to. But that is the, that that's really the only thing that that you can really fuck up and do wrong. Basically, in that line of thought is to you know harden your heart. And, and okay, for 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 the camp that's you know thinks that uh, ancient esoteric teachings or mysticism or magic is you know all bad. But maybe you might be Christian or whatever. In the Bible, in the book of Mark, Jesus talks to his disciples and other people. I've read it myself, so he talks all the time about about getting frustrated with people not understanding his teachings and being. And I literally remember highlighting this, him being like, "Are your hearts really that hardened to where you still do not understand these teachings? Simple shit, but no." You know, when I read that stuff, that like brought tears to my eyes. I don't, I'm not a Christian, I don't call myself a Christian, but I, I like. I mean, there's you can find truth bombs and beautiful things and lessons in, in many places. And I'm not gonna knock the Bible. Like I found some dope shit in there. You so I'm just saying. Um, I'm just saying. <laughs> You know, that hardening of hearts. Uh, I see that everywhere. Uh, Wait till the episode comes out with me and Chelsea on November 1st because, ooh, we get into some shit. Uh, So I'm not going to go too heavy into that. But he was talking about that, and that lines up dead ass with why me releasing Farewell is Never Forever was such a big deal to me and why I almost didn't do it and why I have no other songs like it and why every time I have written a song like it, I have never finished it. And I have, of course, never released it. Why is that? Okay, let's go back to the 3D self, the I, the me, 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 the ego. Well, if I look at mine in inventory, that shit, that is a hundred percent pride and fear. The fear is what props up the pride, that wall, that guard um, of you know, where do I restrict myself? Well, typically it is in being emotionally vulnerable. Typically, it is it is allowing anybody to see any sort of emotional softness. Um, so sometimes I can like, I, like I'm, I've trained myself so well that like even when I feel like I'm dying inside and need help, people literally think I'm fine. And I, it's, it's so hard for me to, to like l- turn that off and be like, no, actually I'm really not. But it like looks like I'm fine, but I could be like inches away from you know just something bad happening. So um, that is especially pronounced when I need to either when I need to ask for help or reach out when I'm struggling. That's super hard for me to do, or in romantic situations. Um, I'm really great at jumping at shadows. Uh, you know who doesn't have trust issues? Everybody does. So. You know, no sense in making people that are new in my life pay for that shit. That's fucked up. But also it does require a clarity of mind to not allow people near me in that respect when I can spot blatant red flags, like blatant. So, you know, there's, there's, I have to look at that, you know, cause I, I have done that a hundred percent many, many times. Um, that's the danger of falling for potential, right? or being like, well, oh, there's these good things. So like maybe the other bad things won't be a problem. Not, not, they're going to be, they're going to be. So <laughs> when people show you who they are, believe them. Don't make up stories in your head of who they could be. <laughs> Cause that's not ever how it works out. Um, so I will often restrict myself in romantic situations, meaning like as far as being forthcoming with the way that I might feel about the person or the dynamic, especially if I feel a certain type of way, um, oh, I'm going to hide that. I'm going to guard that. You know what I mean? Nine times out of 10. Now I don't always, but, um, I will purposely make it hard to read. And that is 100% You could say pride, but what's underneath the pride? It's the fear of getting hurt or the fear of looking stupid or the fear of fill in the blank, but it's, it's absolutely the fear of being vulnerable and like, oh, is this person going to fuck me over again? You know, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure every human on the planet can relate to that. Some people struggle with it more than others. Um, but I think it's kind of a thing for most people. So that's you know an issue that I would love to see the collective start recognizing and working on, so we can live in a world where we are not you know afraid to love or be our open, raw, vulnerable, authentic selves around each other. Um, but I can't be preaching that shit toward the collective if I can't even do it myself, right? So that's where my own inner work is right now, and in order for me to be able to do that. Uh, a lot of different things need to happen, but like certain things need to be worked on, certain things need to be released, they need to be seen, they need to be felt, processed. Because a lot of this shit's pretty brutal. Um, a lot, sometimes the, the heaviest truth bombs you can get are about yourself. And sometimes when you see that you fucked up in a situation and you don't get the opportunity to right that wrong, like it's the situation's just done, it's like, that's your lesson, bro. You're getting a taste of your own me- medicine right now like <laughs> like that's your lesson. Like you don't get a fucking second chance like you you know you you mess something up, but then things changed, right? So let's get to the juice of how of what happened this morning. So, Farewell is Never Forever released. If you've heard it, you understand what the song's about. It was like it's you know kind of a heartbreak song and a song coming from a person who you know, felt a lot of love for somebody, but was also very confused. Things ended very abruptly and shittily and just not in a, just, just in those types of ways where it's like that, that was fucking brutal. And there's so much unfinished shit that two reasonable adults should have been able to fucking talk out in about 10 minutes. Like that did not need to happen that way. So that burns, especially when, you know, you're also dealing with, stuff that I've been dealing with all year, which is loved ones really close to me dying. When people die, like physically, it makes, you know, fucked up relations with the living, you know, which are emotional deaths, I suppose, even burn even more. Cause you're like, yo, what are we doing? Like people, like we never even know when our number's up, like why are we acting like this? Like what the fuck? Um. So I did a thing that some people refer to as drifting into Self-pity, regret, and remorse. I don't know how much of self-pity it was. I think like I went too far and went into like the self-hate realm or the judgy realm and just, just went so hard into like just anger and resentment toward myself. But, you know, and I needed to see, you know, what my part was in this situation. But then it was like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Back the fuck up. I might not have handled walking away from a toxic situation well, but that doesn't negate the fact that it was toxic and I still did make the right choice by walking away. I just didn't like the way that I did it. So, you know, in the future, you know, I would handle that very differently, but I had to handle it the way that I did in order to realize, oh shit, this isn't okay. Because regardless of how the other person feels like, I don't have to like the situation, but I have to like me in this situation, if that makes sense. So did I make the right choice? Yes, I did. And like, I'm at peace with that now. Like I 100% did. That was supposed to happen. Um, I just didn't like the way that it, it ended and I didn't like my behavior in that dynamic. Um, I did not like... uh. The way I handled it, I just didn't. I mean, there was so such a flood of fear and anger and pride. And what does that lead to? Well, it leads to dishonesty, really, um, because you're too scared to be fully vulnerable. So it's like all that bullshit that really was coming from both sides, that rah-rah bullshit. Um, that's, that's not honest. Those are two egos at war. Those aren't two, you know, heart to hearts. You know what I mean? That's not really the truth. Like it's like kind of, but like not really, you know what I mean? Like that was just like fucking stupid. Uh, but you know, sometimes you don't get to do a do over and like, that's, you know, it is, it, it is what it is. Um, and this morning, you know, like the song got released. I was like, Oh man, like, so any artists out there, like when you release a project or a song or or any kind of creation, you you understand what I'm saying? You kind of feel really raw and almost like avoidant after it comes out. Like it's fucking exhausting, especially if it's something that personal, and you feel very exposed. Um, it's like a project of yours, and now it's out there. It's no longer yours. Now it's it belongs to whoever the hell's eardrums it hits. And so there's almost like this weird, creative, like postpartum depression and anxiety where it's like, Oh my God, like you just feel very, very exposed. And that can be a very uncomfortable place to be. Um, so, so it can be weird. Like people that don't create shit or don't make art or don't make music. A lot of the times, like when I release a big project or whatever, even if it's it, like, I don't care how well it performs or how poorly it performs. Cause I've experienced both. I've had shit fucking blow up that I never would have expected to, and I've had things that I thought were gonna blow up like get dragged and were like total fucking failures. Um, so I've experienced like and then everything in between, right? Like whole sliding scale. Uh, so I've experienced all kinds of shit. But I remember <laughs> being asked by a person once. They're like, "Why are you sad? Like you just like released this like video and this song and you're doing all this stuff and da 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 da." And it's like, that is like the fulfillment for me comes from creating it and performing it. But like, the, I don't get fulfillment in like releasing it to people and watching people react to it on social media. Like that's not, cause it's a fucking screen. I'm not like, it. there's no, like I'm either connecting to the art Or I'm with the people in person and connecting to them in real time with the art. And that's why that experience at the self-reliance festival, when I got to do that hour long set, which was mostly unreleased material and the set actually went longer than an hour. um, That's why that was so special to me, dude, is because it was like those. I mean, not only was the audience like so engaged Throughout that entire set, bro. But after I got off the stage and even the next day, cause I performed night one of the festival. Like we still had like more of the festival. So like obviously the next day too, like, and then it's continued, like all of the conversations and things that you guys shared with me about your own lives. Like I like to share about myself, but I, what I like more is when you guys also share about what you go through. And like what, you know, what your hangups are, what you what you're working on, what you've experienced, like that makes us all like on the same fucking human playing field, dude, it really shatters all barriers that prevent people that are strangers from walking up to each other and saying, hi, like, I don't know if for the people that are in Western countries, or I guess I'll, I'll just speak specifically on the United States. Cause that's where I am. What's weird, like go into a grocery store and go and just randomly say hi to a stranger. Just be like, oh, hey, how are you? Like, they're probably going to look at you depending on where you live, of course. But like, you're going to get a sliding scale reaction. You might get someone that says hi back, but you're probably going to surprise the person. And in some places they're going to be like, fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, like you go into a grocery store, you can be walking past hella people and you guys likely won't even make eye contact, let alone talk to each other. That's a weird fucking thing in our culture because I have a contrast, right? Like I don't, I actually haven't talked about this ever on a podcast, uh, or really on the internet, but, uh, there a couple years ago, I spent some time in Cambodia, right? And there's a whole ass story behind that, but I went over there, um, Cause I I was in the field of social work for a minute and like something that I am and was very passionate about is, uh, the rehabilitation of victims of sex trafficking, um, and sexual abuse and stuff. And like, I have some of that stuff in my own personal history, which is why I am drawn to it to the degree that I am, where it's like, I'm going to go over to Cambodia, which, you know, if you don't know about Cambodia, I would suggest looking up Somali mom, Look up her book, The Road to Lost Innocence. Uh, when I read that book, I finished it in like maybe 48 hours. Like I could not stop reading. But she she was sold into sex trafficking. She doesn't know how old she is. She doesn't even know her real name. Like she named herself. She has no clue how old she is. Like she literally, because it was that young. Um, And that was in Cambodia. Cambodia has a massive problem with that. Massive. Um, And it's not the Cambodians' fault. It's like sex tourism is a thing and people from other countries will go there and go to these fucked up places that kidnap fucking children. And I'm not going to finish that, but you, you know what happens to them in there, right? Horrific things. And so I was, I was learning about the Somali mom foundation because they, uh, they kick in doors to brothels and they rescue and rehabilitate these people. And there's a lot of, um, on the ground community work that is doing stuff, whether it's rescuing sex trafficking victims or continuing to remove landmines by hand that are literally still there from the Vietnam war. Cause like, if you didn't know, Cambodia and Vietnam share a fucking border. So like when countries like the United States, China and Russia were like dropping bombs and all kinds of fuck shit, like it's landing in Cambodia too, motherfucker. Like it's, there's no like, whatever. Uh, so that was a big thing. Um, also access to water that doesn't kill you is a big thing. Um, so there was, so I visited a lot of, uh, they call them NGOs. Like in the United States, we say nonprofit, but over there it's NGOs and, and, you know, even, even schools where like women were being educated for the first time in their lives because in, you know, due to various circumstances, they're like not allowed to be educated and so they were having to be educated in secret. It was like the craziest fucking thing, dude. It was the most, it was so amazing to connect with the people there, like so amazing. And I want to go back so bad. Um, but I bring up Cambodia because of this. So I spent oh, I spent a fucking good amount of time there, right? And it was a trip. It, I had more of a culture shock coming back to the United States than I did going there. I think the hardest thing about going there was like, First off, I don't speak Kamai. So like, hopefully you find a motherfucker that speaks a little bit of English. Um, So that can be kind of a shock when you're like, oh fuck, I don't speak the language. Um, So you have to pick up a little bit, but Kamai is not an easy language to learn. So, Um, and then the other part is like (laughs) just roads. Like there's no lanes in the street. There's no like street signs. There's no traffic lights. Like it's just like an absolute organized chaos shit show. So if you ever want to cross a street, there's like literally traffic there's, it's never like one direction goes on one side of the road and the other goes on the other. It's like, no, everybody's going both directions, like all across the road. There's no stop areas. There's crosswalks are not a thing. So if you want to cross a street in Cambodia, you just have to start walking, pick a pace and just trust that the people coming at you from both sides are going to gauge your pace and adjust theirs accordingly so there won't be a collision. That's how you cross streets in fucking Cambodia. Um, and if you're in a big, like if you're in the capital, like Phnom Penh or, or Phnom Penh, however, however you want to fucking say it, um, that can be an absolute shit show. It's a little bit easier in places like Siem Reap uh, where Angkor Wat is. Um, and then obviously if you're like out in the jungle or in the villages, like it's not an issue at all. But if you're in non like, yeah, it's a fucking issue. Um, so you just do it. You know, I never got decked by a fucking tuk-tuk or a moped or whatever, but, um, you could have. So the thing that we were just told is like, Hey, when you start walking, don't stop, pick your pace and hope for the best and just go And that's like, and that's it. Just, just steady. Just go, just go. And yeah, nobody, nobody ever hit us. Um, so that was cool. But here's why I bring Cambodia up. This is the difference. The one of the biggest difference, everybody there on the street talks to you. And no, it's not because you're a white Westerner in my case, like everybody you're, you're out on the street. Everybody's out on the street. There's markets all over the place, people just on the street like with a little blanket out, and like there's they're, they're selling they're vending whatever, selling whatever there's people passing by. there's just people everywhere. everybody is in conversation. they do not know each other, some of them of course do, but like you can't go anywhere without you walk by anybody. It's always hi, 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 or sabai, Sasabye Sasahai, which is high in in Khmer or in the Cambodian language um sabai, Am I fucking that up? I'm pretty sure that means hi. I'm like, I hope that doesn't mean goodbye or thank you. I might be like mixing that up. It's dude, it's been a minute since I've been to Cambodia, but I'm pretty sure it was Socks-a-bye. Um I'm pretty sure. So somebody that knows Khmer can check me on that. But, uh, <laughs> or I can just, I guess I'll just have to hit up one of my friends that lives there and be like, hey, am I saying this shit right? Uh, but I remember always saying sabai. So... So we were. So people are always talking to each other. Always, always making eye contact. Always talking. Oh, it just and and you go anywhere and it's human voices. Are everyone is interacting. Everyone's acknowledging each other. Like it is. Everyone's working together. Like pe- they're, they're, we're living together. Like there's none of this weird bullshit of you know, walking past each other in silence, not making eye contact or just looking down at your phone or being in your head or walking around with headphones on and ignoring everybody else. And you're just like, that is not a thing over there. Like you are there and you are with other people. You might not know literally 100% of them. You're, you're going to talk to all of them. They're going to say, they're going to say hi to you just because you're a person, and so were they, you're in the same place. It's like, why wouldn't you? So I got used to that immediately because that's what feels natural, right? And then I came back to the States and I remember getting back, jet lagged in a motherfucker because there's like a 13 hour time difference. Um, and I had, obviously I had no food because I, you know, I had no groceries because I had been gone for so long. So I went to the grocery store and it was silent. And I remember being in the produce section, stopping, looking up, because I was like looking at the fucking, I don't know, bananas or something. I don't know. Oh, by the way, our fruit over here is absolute trash. Like if you eat the fruit in Cambodia, that's like, that's some real shit. They didn't like import it from somewhere. They're not spraying it with a bunch of bullshit. Like if you eat a banana over there, that tastes like a decadent, like dessert, dead ass. The fruit over there, you have not had real fruit if you live in the if you've never left the United States, I I and been to a country where it's legit grown there. It does not taste anything like anything you will buy here. I do not care. The most you could go to the most bougiest fucking grocery store or the best farmers market there is. If we're talking tropical fruits, yo, this I mean we're not in a tro- this we're not in the fucking tro- we're not in Cambodia. We're not in a jungle. So you're not gonna, you don't know what it tastes like. It is unreal. They are not even the same food. So I'm over in the grocery store. I'm like, what the fuck is this bullshit? But you know, I got to get it. It's all we have. I, I didn't like bring in a bunch of produce from um, Cambodia because it's not allowed at customs. You know, they'll, they'll take your shit. So uh, I look up and I see all these people in there with me, but it was silent. All you hear is just the music playing in the background, the, you know, at the grocery store that they fucking play. And I just remember looking around being like, why is no one talking to each other? The fuck? So like that is some weird shit, bro. That is some very, very weird shit about our culture. Um, and I would really love to see us moving toward like not being so fucking guarded and so fucking individualistic. And here we go with the Aries Libra dichotomy again with the full moon theme here is Aries is all about the fucking individual. Um, and Libra is not. Libra is all about the partnership. Um, and you know, working in collaboration with another motherfucker. And so it's, it's just interesting to see that difference in culture, but yeah, us in the West look, man, I, sorry, my phone is just, who the fuck is that? Okay. <laughs> My phone is like next to me. I should probably turn it off for pods, but it's like blowing up right now and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on right now?" Um but that can be what happens when you release new music. Uh so so that's going cool. so yeah, so this this moon, this moon, this moon. I am doing my best, you guys, at getting like better at talking uh like more to the point, but I go I go on fucking rabbit holes and tangents all the fucking time. So so yeah, I would love to see that see that go down. Um but let's uh, get back to what I wanted to say. So there's your little story about you know the differences of cultures and whatnot. Um, this song gets released. I'm like uh, I'm feeling like weird. You know da 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 whatever. And uh, I'll just let you in on the tea. It doesn't matter. It doesn't it doesn't affect the individual I'm talking about because uh, none of my friends are familiar with this individual like in in real life. And um, and uh, this individual is not going to hear this shit. Like, I know that shit, dead ass. So it doesn't fucking matter. Um, it doesn't matter at all. Basically, me and, me and said individual that that song was written about, uh, we live in the same apartment complex. So uh, that's fun. Um, you know, I love where I live. And I love, I, I, like, I absolutely love it. I, I fucking love it. But I'm not going to lie. That was, like, if there was one thing I did not like... Like given that situation, I was like, oh, like I don't like this, but you know, time will, will wear that shit off. I ain't going to give a fuck because the way the apartment complex is set up is there's only one entrance and one exit. I'm in the back, but that individual is in the front. So it's not possible for me to avoid that person's unit. Like I literally drive. I have to drive past it every time I come home and every time I leave every fucking day. So it's like, you can, you know, like, what? Well, what am I going to do? Close my fucking eyes. Like, what if like, I, there's kids that live here? Like, I'm not going to fucking drive down the driveway with my eyes shut. So it's like, you can't avoid it. But I was just like, ah, like, you know, it was just like, it, it just bothered me. And I'm like, man, I can't wait for that energy to wear off. But yo, it didn't for like two months. And I'm just like, this is fucking bullshit. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I don't like this. And then, um, last night I get home and this is right after I released the song. And of course this, you know, this person doesn't know that the song's out. They don't even know that I made the song. Um, and so, and like, that doesn't fucking matter, but I see a U-Haul truck in front of this individual's apartment and I'm like, Oh, what? What? The motherfucker's moving out. And I'm like, Hmm, Odd. Like, I know that I know when that motherfucker's lease is up, it ain't up. I'm like, damn, bro. So, I'm like, that's fucking crazy. But, like, you know, I'm not like, I'm not talking to him. So, like, I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, you know, do your thing. Fucking, like, dip out, whatever. But it definitely, like, lit some shit up in me, you know, because, uh, regardless of like the other individual's part and like why that situation was so painful and went so south and like was, you know, fucked off, I had a part in that too. And, like, by the way that I live, and also as part of like my mental sanity, my spiritual condition, my recovery, all that kind of stuff, I have to get to the point where I'm able to see my part when situations go south. And if I owe an amends, it's, you know, unless it is going to to harm that person further by talking to them, you gotta make those amends. Uh, you gotta untie those knots, those energetic knots. It, and it's not for any agenda. It's not to like rekindle anything. It's just because... Like you owe it to your spirit, to their spirit and to what the two of you once had. You just owe it to the, to the divine that, that exists really in everybody, unless you're a sociopath. Um, but you know, this person is not a sociopath. So like to the divine that exists in both, cause both was dishonored. So you gotta, you gotta do that shit. I mean, and you want to, you know, you get to the point where you do want to, you don't want to prematurely do it and like not know what your part is. Cause then you're just going to make it fucking worse. But I was like, oh shit, that person's about to disappear. Um, I know that person well enough to know that when they bounce, they bounce and like they fucking pull massive Houdini's. Uh, and you know, you ain't going to see them again. You know what I mean? It's, it's, uh. It's uh it's 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 a thing for some people and I've done it before too actually. Um I have absolutely um just pulled a fucking massive Houdini on a lot of people and just been like boop moving to a different fucking part of the country. See ya. Um I have totally done that. So like so I get it, but I know that this person does that too. So um I was like oh shit that's happening. Okay. Um I should absolutely, you know, try to fucking, uh, own my wrongs and, you know, apologize to this person for what I had done and, you know, like wish them well, but not have the last interaction be what it was. And, you know, like to make a long story short, like communication was not possible. Like I was not able to contact them. Like, and I'm not going to like, you know, go fucking show up at where they stay. Like, that's fucking crazy. So it's like, all right, I'm not able to get a hold of you. Like okay if that's if that's how you want it then like cool so you know there's nothing I can do about it um, I'm not gonna get into like the details of why um, I, I honestly don't know but uh, but that's that's just what it is though like there is there's no way for me to contact that individual I, I discovered that so I was like all right cool didn't realize that that was a thing but it is a thing so cool um, so that's 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 but initially that made me very sad right and I was like oh my Fucking God, like, and you know, I went into a, like a shame spiral, felt bad about myself, which is not help, like, it's not a helpful thing to do. Um, And this morning, before I had to go and work and, you know, earn my little fucking Monopoly money, I went to a meeting and I also reached out to some women in my support group and I got to talk to a, a couple of them, uh, which is a blessing. When you get to talk to multiple women and, like, you know, actually get to shed tears and just be dead ass about a situation and all your feelings. Like, I'm sorry, but like that, there's nothing that that is such a tremendous blessing. Like I, like I love my guy friends. Don't get me wrong, but women like, and I'm saying this as a female, like dudes probably feel the same thing when they can like chop it up with other dudes in a real way. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not a dude. I don't know what it's like for you, but being able to like really get vulnerable with other women. And like when all of you guys can like shed tears together and all y'all are going through some shit and you can all be honest and you get their feedback and, and you know, so much stuff was said. And like, I got to hear other people's experiences that were like similar or same. Um, and it really turned things around for me and I got to hear a lot of really good messages. And a big one of those was like, you know, be careful about like, like drifting into, you know, a morbid type of self reflection where you're just bashing on yourself or, you know, thinking that it's all your fault. Like, no, it's not. Like, because one, that's not true. And two, when you are in that state, you diminish your usefulness to the world and to other people. And like, that's the whole point of us fucking you know, having this second chance at life, you know, speaking on people that are in recovery, but that's, that's like why we're here, right? Like we're, we're all here. Cause we have a gift. We got to find that gift, embody that gift, and then, then share it or teach it or give it or whatever. But it's like, if you're in this state of like self deprecation and misery and, you know, just consumed in grief or sadness, and you're kind of maybe blowing something out of proportion, um, and not seeing things clearly you're, you're not really useful to anybody else. Cause you're not thinking clearly. Um, so it was, it was so fucking nice to be able to talk to them. And one of them was like, you know what? Like that individual fucking leaving where you live is actually probably going to be like the best thing for you. Like on dead that is probably going to be the best thing for you. Cause you're not going to have to deal with, you know, you know, seeing that, you know, every time you come home, you're not going to be reminded of the pain like every fucking day. Like you, you're going to be able to fully move on like fully. Cause you know, have I been no contact for for, ever since it happened? Yeah, I have been. Uh, but when it's in your face every day, it, it can be hard. So, um, And so they said that I was like, shit, man, like, I don't know, you know, I'm not, I'm not God. Like, this is not my idea of like the way I would have liked things to go down. But yo, she was right. She was fucking right. Because I spent all day, I was out of the house. I was, you know, I was in downtown Nashville most of the day. Um, I had a lot of stuff I had to do. Um and I got to spend the morning with some really amazing people and then I ha- I you know then I had some fucking money I had to make. So you know I, I didn't have to. I got to. I'm actually really lucky with the way that I get to make money. Um I don't have to I don't have a boss. That's fucking awesome. So uh I got to go make some money be in the sun da 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 da. da you know whatever whatever and then I you know and I got to talk to some more amazing people as well. Um and then I came back to the apartment and at first I was like man like fuck I don't want to fucking like see that shit you know da 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 and I came home bro and the U-Haul was gone which I would imagine would mean that that individual's gone and I didn't feel sadness dude I felt like a weight was just lifted and I was like thank god Like it's done. It's done. Like it's like, well, it's not just me here. I live in apartments, but I'm like, it's, I don't like, I don't, I'm not feeling that person's energy by being in close proximity to them. Even if you don't see them, sometimes when you have a connection with somebody, you can still feel their, like there's like an energetic, like leash almost that it feels like you're on. You're like, what the fuck? Like, so, and, and it was gone. And I was like, oh my God, thank God. Like, yes, go disappear. Be do do best for you of all the things. I hope you get everything you want in life and are a hundred percent fulfilled in every area. I fucking mean that dead ass. And that's, that is in, if you, if you've known me for like a couple years or more, uh, you know that that is an insane amount of growth. Like I don't have any fucking spite towards this individual. Like, like I 100% I'm like, yes, please, please be the happiest that you possibly can be. Get everything you've ever wanted and like be as fulfilled as maximum. Have, I want your soul to be, Completed the mission that you came here for and be as happy and fulfilled as possible for two reasons. One, because it's gonna fuck you. I I know the individual. The individual has a considerable amount of gifts. I keep calling him the individual. I'm not gonna say his fucking name. That's just rude. But this person has a lot of gifts and a lot, high high intelligence, high creativity. Um, This person has a lot to offer. So why would I not, why would I want the world to miss out on that? Like the world would be a better place if literally every human had total open heart, like soul alignment, fulfillment, and just, you know, all, all the blessings, all the love, all the joy, all the happiness. And they would just, they would open up and share all their gifts. Think about how dope this fucking world would be. So like, why would anybody want somebody to do bad? You know what I mean? Like, and I've wished ill on people before. I've wished death on people before. I have threatened people's lives before. 100% more than once, motherfucker. So I have totally been the opposite. But it's like, if we really want to be real, and if I'm coming from really my heart, like who I really am, and not like the voice of anger or, you know, belligerence, um, you know, like... I do not want people to be doing bad. I don't want people to suffer. No, I want this world to be better, dude. I want people to be able to love each other. I want, I want this world to be like that. I really, really do. Um, and I've seen that in microcosms, which is why I really recommend like, Yo, if you're of liberty mindedness, if you're interested in things like exiting the matrix or agorism or, you know, what the fuck ever, just not being part of some slave shit, dude, get involved, come to these events that we do. There's people from all over the fucking world that are there. And when you're there, it is mind blowing back to that Cambodia shit that I was saying the culture is so different. When you go to these events, it doesn't even seem like you're in America, like the way that people have their guards down and interact with each other is like unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. The caliber of people and the bonds that you make just, just, just because you guys are there, you will, you will never get that on the internet. You, I mean, you, you will not, you have to shove the fuck up. And the same thing goes for me. Cause I am somebody who is in recovery, Right from, from an addiction that I've been sober from for 13, for almost 13 years. I have 13 years, uh, next month. Um, but I still am part of a recovery community and my life is so much better when I show up in person where other people who are also in recovery, especially women are also there. And we can, you know, like, do this life thing together and grow spiritually together and walk through the dark times together and walk through the dope times together. Like, but that, that that's another microcosm community where there is a sense of like camaraderie and unity just off rip that you do not see in regular ass walking down the street in an American city. Oh shit. Somebody's like, Hmm. Okay, there's some weird stuff going on with my phone. I think this is a. Uh, I do need to talk to that person. Um, I'm gonna get back to them. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start wrapping this up. So, um, interesting. So yeah, that's just what I was saying. Is like this is a full moon broadcast. I cannot believe how much better I feel. Like I had some friends invite me to go out to this like haunted house thing tonight, but I'm like, you know what? For the first time in two months. I feel like that energetic leash that I felt like I was on just fucking let me go. And like, it's like such a relief that I could cry. It's like, I feel so relieved and I'm also so exhausted. It's, it's, I had no idea like how much energy I was holding and it's gone. And so I'm like, dude, talk about a fucking release on a full moon. Like, holy shit. Cause I thought today's full moon was going to be kind of nutty you know, with it being in like a Mars ruled sign and like, you know, all this other bullshit. I'm like, fuck man. Like, but no, 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 no. That's not my experience. This is, this is awesome. This is actually fucking awesome because it's leaving me free to like get back to being myself. So it's like now that all that old shit is released, that was not fucking serving me at all. And I know it, it fucking wasn't serving the other motherfucker either. Like, what? No. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't speak for them, but no. You know what I mean? It, I think it served us until it fucking didn't. And then I I really noticed when it didn't. And I was like, I'm out. But, uh, the, you know, then the, that didn't go well. Uh, that we, you know, we're not very nice to each other. Um, but, you know, whatever, dude. Like, that person's fine. And they're going to be fine. And they're going to be better off. You know, I, yeah, I, and I will genuinely pray that that is the case for that individual. Because I, I want them to share their gifts with the world. They have a lot to share. They really, really do. So like, I want to see all their dreams fucking come true. I don't even need to see it. I just, I'm that's what I'm going to pray for. Because, you know, because the world really can benefit from what that person has in his heart, like 100%, 100%. But it's up to him if he, if he, you know, is able to open it, open up and deliver that. And that's none of my fucking business. None of my business. That's his journey. so And my role in his journey is over. And his role in my journey is over. Now I can get back to fully calling back my fucking energy, bro. And just being like, thank God. Like, thank God. Thank God. It's gone. Thank God. That was hard. That was really fucking hard. Um, now I can call it back. So we're real, So that just got released. I mean, that was taking up. That was taking up so much of my headspace, so much of my energy, so much even of my physical and mental strength and clarity. It was taking up so fucking much. Jesus Christ. So um, now that that is fucking wrapped up, you know, I, I, I made the choice not to go out tonight because I'm like, you know, I, it's Sunday. Um, I have a busy week. There is so much stuff that I have going on. And I need to take this day to this evening to reset, you know, really call back in my own energy, uh, recalibrate and then like, you know, get the schedule down, map out the next seven days and like execute on all the things that I have going on correctly. Uh, because there's a lot going on and a lot of them are blessings from the performance that I had at the self-reliance festival. Um, I have interviews I need to do. I have content I need to create. I have four songs that I've been commissioned to make for other people's uh, content channels that I need to do. Um, I love doing that, by the way. I absolutely love that shit. Like, I never thought I would be doing that, Um, let alone getting paid well for it, like, well enough to where I can pay my fucking bills. That's amazing. Um, But I actually love that. Like, making my own music for me is one thing, bro. But I never knew how much I would love making music about and for someone else and whatever their mission is, whatever their brand is, right like my first experience with that was when I got to do it for uh, Billy Bond at Perma Pasture's Farm their permaculture channel. It's like that's a massive channel. They have so many fucking people on their YouTube and they have a podcast now too. So like I got to do the theme music for it. And that was so beautiful. That was true devotion because I had to really, really, really study. Cause I didn't even know him. You know, when I got contracted to do that, we met at the first self-reliance festival and I had to spend hours going through years of his work and content. I didn't even know what permaculture was at that point. And I had to digest who is this person? Why does he do what he do? Um, what's his personality like? What's his mission? What is permaculture? What is his brand? What's important to him? I literally had to be a sponge and just focus 1000% on who is this person? Who is this family? Who is permapastures farms? What do they do? Why do they do it? And then reflect all of what I learned in a 40 second intro song, and when I say 40 second intro song, understand that the tail, the intro and the tail end is not there's no vocals. It's like of, like any song, it's gonna start with the first couple beats of just being instruments, right? So, like I had to <laughs> really make that, I guess jingle. I had to reflect years worth of intel on who a person is and just study that person and really channel their energy and reflect it back in like a teensy verse and like a tiny hook. Like it's not a song. Like there was probably like 25 seconds of singing. So I had to sing fast, but like my lyrics had to be really like, you really gotta, you have to digest years of information and then, somehow project it back in like a couple, in, in 25 seconds and have that be an adequate representation of who they are. So when someone hears that song, they're like, okay, this is their vibe. This is what they're about. Like, this is the emotion I, I'm, I'm going to now associate with these people. Um, this is, you know, like when they hear the, like all the things it's, it's so important for people to have their own theme song. Like, I think everybody deserves a theme song. Like they should, But it's, it's really, really kind of like a, I I don't want to call it a labor, but it's just, you know, that saying a labor of love. It really is like that because like, how could you ever study a a person? I mean, unless they're like a total douche, right? But like Billy Bond is like one of the dopest people I fucking know. Um, How do you, how do you study a person and like really soak in and channel like everything that they put out there and then like reflect it back? How do you do that and not feel love? It's, it's impossible. So that should, that that's something also I want to put out there is like, yo, if you pay attention to somebody, you're going to like hard enough and really, truly take yourself out of the equation 1000 and just make it all about them. And like, what can I absorb and learn so I can adequately represent what they're doing and do that shit justice. Um, that there's no way you can do that to anybody And not have so much love generate for who that person is because you see such you see their heart you do and it's beautiful. There's no way that you can't love that. I don't care who the fuck it is. I don't. I don't care. So that's a beautiful thing. I never thought I would be doing that. Like also like as a way to make money. Like and and like a couple years ago that I don't even know if that was a job. Like sure, like sync placements and like theme music for like movies and TV shows. But now that like everybody's got a podcast, everybody's got a YouTube channel, like, you know, hella people are like, you know, like high level content creators and, you know, have their shows or whatever, you know, they, they want to have their own theme music and stuff for their brand. Like they don't want to be just using sounds that everyone else is using off of creative commons. Like, so they want their own shit. So like, yeah, I love doing that and I get to do that. And I also get to do it about people that I fucking know and care about and believe in and like really admire the shit out of and like what they're doing is really important. And then when I get to talk to them more and hear like what they kind of want reflected and then I get more of their backstory and what makes them unique. It's like, oh wow, like I did not fucking know that, you know, like I, I didn't know these things about you, like just by interacting with you on a regular basis Like I didn't know like these little tiny details about like even something as simple as, Hey, why did you choose that name? And there's a story behind it. And then you start hearing about like, you know, their, how they were raised and their family and like their, their spouse and like these little memories that they had and like why they made the decisions they made and like how their thought process works. And it's like, it's so fucking beautiful. I love it. I absolutely love it. So So brings me back to next week, uh, or this upcoming week. Um, I have some songs that I got that that I get to work on for a few different people for their, uh, for what they're doing in the world. And that is so beautiful. Like when I joined this, this, Community of of people, you know, that are living off grid or homesteading or, you know, independent from the matrix or permaculture people or entrepreneurs, like business people, you know, that have their own brand. They're making, you know, some of them make, you know, one of them is making really, really incredible fucking tactical gear, like made in the USA. I have dead ass walked in and seen people by hand making this material. I own some of it. I have a gun belt, like a tactical belt that I can put. My fucking holster on, my mag pouches on, like all it's 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 really high quality shit. And I walked in and I'm seeing people at the sewing machines making these in real time. And I had to have one custom made because like I'm a small broad, you know what I mean? So they're like, and I didn't know how what my measurements were. So I walked in and they measured me and they're like, all right, it's this. What colors do you want? And I'm like, oh, red and black. Because, you know, my favorite, if you can see my hair, you kind of can't in this light. But I have red and black hair. Um, oh, yeah. And then this is my Testamona merch. The camera quality ain't that good. But uh, obviously red and black. My logo, I designed it red and black. This shirt, this is my merch if you're interested in a hoodie with, like, a a girl in, like, a red hoodie with, like, a weird skull mask on. And then it just says Testamona and, like, my trippy-ass font. And the O is, like, the symbol for Taurus. Yes, I'm a Taurus. Um, I have these hoodies and like a million other designs I've made that are in my store, testimony.com or testimonacom slash shop, or just fucking click the link and whatever the fuck this is. Um, <laughs> you can get this shit It's for sale. Uh, but yeah, just going in there and being like red and black. And then it's like, boom, here's your shit. It's like, that is amazing. You will not find that on Amazon. You're not going to find that. I mean, and it's personal too. Like, I was literally, I've never been in a place where I watched people make this stuff. Like we just don't have that anymore, but they fucking do. So it's, it's, it's amazing to get to, um, to get to do this kind of stuff. And so, um, so I gotta, I gotta get myself lined up for that. And I want to be fully present for that. I don't want to have any of my, you know, I don't want to have like emotional, like negative heartbreak residue baggage that I'm lugging around with me when I need to be fully present so I can show up and represent someone else in sound form and fully give myself to like their brand, their movement, their energy, and just be a reflection for that. And I remember when I joined this community, I'm like, man, I'm just just a musician i'm i was like man i'm just a musician what the fuck do i have to offer i had no fucking idea that there was going to be all these people that wanted their own music like i had no idea no and i had no idea because a, a lot of these these people are putting on events so they can teach so they can teach their knowledge and their skills but it's an event it's a festival people still want to be entertained they still need live performers and live music so there was still a role for me it's like i, I still get to go to these things and perform music I still get to connect with people through art. And a lot of these people too, you'd be surprised. They fucking do music too. You don't know that shit. Like that might not be their fucking main job, but dude, one of the one of the people at the Self-Reliance Festival, she knew the lyrics to my songs and she wanted, to, she wanted me to do one of them, but there's a rapper on it. And I'm like, well, he ain't here. So like, I wasn't going to perform that song because like me and him split verses and it's like a back and forth dynamic in the song. Like, it's not just like I have verse one, he has verse two. Like we actually the way that we wrote it, we split the verses. So it was like a conversation, but she knew the lyrics and this was one of the vendors at the festival. Like she, she runs uh, Atwood survival. And so like, she makes like all kinds of dope shit. Um, and, but she knew the lyrics. So she got up on stage with me and rapped his verses perfectly. She, and she's not a rapper. Like, and dude, I was blown away. I'm like, yo, like that's cause I know the, obviously I know the rapper that I collab with. He's been rapping longer than I've been making music and he raps very fast. Like that motherfucker can chop. Like he's a great rapper. So the fact that she was able to emulate him as well as she, I mean, I didn't fucking spot a single flaw at all. And she's not even a rapper. It's like, you never know. You never know. But music is universal. Everybody fucking wants it. Everybody communicates and bonds and relates through art. So like, cause we are all artistic beings and creative beings. We are all co-creating this experience together. We are, it's just who we are. So I never knew. So, so I guess message you might think that you don't have something to offer because you're not a homesteader or you're not ex-military or you're not a survivalist or you're not off-grid or you're not fill in the blank. Well, you're something and you're someone. So, so so, fucking recognize that in you or you might be like me and I didn't recognize it in myself, but someone else did. And that's how it all got started. Like all I did was put myself out there. All I did was show up. I showed up the first self-reliance fest, not knowing anybody. I had just moved to Tennessee. I showed up by myself and just started like talking to people. And that's how it all started. And they were just like, Oh wait, Hey, you do music. Can you like, like send me some of your shit. They listened to it and they're like, okay, Hey, I need this for my channel for like this, this, that, and the third. And that's how it all got rolling, dude. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? So you never know just show up and like put yourself out there and see what happens. Cause you're, go- it, it, think of yourself as it like this cosmic energetic Alka-Seltzer tab. And like everybody is all in the same energetic pool. If you add yourself, you're gonna change the chemistry. At Drop a little fucking Alka-Seltzer tab in that shit and watch it kind of fizz up and watch watch the chemistry change and watch all the reactions and shit and how everything starts playing off of each other. Join the pool, motherfucker, jump in you never know. You never know. But I swear to God, you have something to offer. I don't care who you are. You have something to offer. Um, so I wish that for everybody. So, so full moon broadcast, uh, you know, you already heard what I'm releasing. I just released like two months worth of fucking emotional baggage. Thank Christ. Um, I also learned a lot about myself in the last two months. It was, there were brutal lessons to learn, And I got to, you know, process that with women today and be like, yo, I know where this is coming from. Like, this doesn't even have to do with this person. Like, this traces all the way back to some early childhood shit. And like, that's why this is so painful. And I'm like, all right, that's what this is about. You know what I mean? Like, I can recognize that now. And like, also, I really don't have the damn patience or tolerance for any other new shit or like any other bullshit. So like, if I see anything come my way and I'm like nope yeah, no, nope, 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 nope. So <laughs> nope, no to anything that is not rooted in love and authenticity. Uh like I just no. You would think that would be common sense. It is not for some of us. Sometimes some of us have to bash our head into the fucking wall of like dysfunction for, you know, a large number of years <laughs> before we figure it out. But uh, you know, whatever. Hey, being human, yay. So, um, so I'm releasing that this full moon. Thank God. I mean, uh, dude, cause I was just like, when does this end? When? Thank Jesus. Uh, it is. Uh, thank whoever. I don't know who, what the fuck did it. You know what I mean? But I mean, thank you, haul I don't know, bro, but I'm so fucking happy and I'm so grateful for the women in my life, bro. I'm so grateful. Holy fuck. I just knew this morning I was in a bad way and I'm like you know what I prayed and I was like I gotta get the fuck out and I gotta do something different today and I gotta place myself out of my routine and around as many fucking people as possible and I gotta open my mouth and be honest about the fact that I'm struggling and what I'm struggling about and I went and did that first thing in the morning in front of probably a hundred fucking people and I like even got choked up and shit and then did start crying. (laughs) But I, I know, I know in my head, yo, if you don't open your mouth and say what's up, no one else can help you, bro. They don't know what the fuck you're, you're going through. They're all going through shit too. Not, they might not even know that you were in the same room as them. So you better speak the fuck up. You can't save your ass and your face at the same time. So say something if you need help. And that is really hard to do. But I, I was like, if I want to, if I want to not be miserable, that is exactly what I need to do. Um, something that was said at self-reliance fest, do the hardest, do the hard stuff first, or you will have to do harder shit later. Dead ass. That's true. If I want to, I could even apply it to this situation. Potentially. If I would have been vulnerable with this dude, you know, that, that I had a messing, messy ending with, he could have responded the exact same way that he did, but I would have at least felt better about myself And it would have been a lot easier for me to get energetic closure that as opposed to it dragging on in in weird silence for two months. You know what I mean? If I would have just done the harder thing first, but no, I, 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 I was maybe like 20% vulnerable, 80% guard, you know what I mean? And it didn't fucking go well, big surprise. And it turned into a fucking nasty exchange. Um, so So yeah, so, and so then I had to do something harder, which was, you know, do a lot of digging and work and uncomfortable shit for like fucking two months and, 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 you know, suffer a lot as a result of my own actions and not even because of that person I I, is because I behaved in a way that was not in line with my own integrity. There are consequences to that shit. So it's like, all right. If I'm too scared to be vulnerable in front of that one person, what did I have to do today to get myself out of misery? I had to go be real fucking vulnerable and cry in front of a hundred. So if you want to not do that, maybe like, you know, uh, you know, so, you know, okay, cool. Lesson learned, bro. It's all good. Because ultimately, I wound up at the same place. It just took a little longer. But I learned some shit, and also, I got a, a lot of cool music out of it. Only one song is released. Uh, there are two others that are, like, totally done. If you were at Self-Reliance Fest, you heard them. Bruh, thank you to everybody who jammed hella hard to my track, Everyone's Favorite Piece of Trash. Because that shit was dark as fuck, but it slaps hard as fuck. And P- oh my god, I can't believe how much people like that shit. I was like, Wow. I was, I was really scared to perform that song because of how personal, how, how like dark I allowed myself to fucking be, but, um, that shit was dope. So yeah, I have, I have, there were three songs, three really good, it's three really good songs that are all very different in sound and message, uh, that came just from this situation that were all created in the last two fucking months. Um, and then some, but like, uh you know, so that's, that's dope. So some good music came from it, you know, some real good music came from it. And, uh, and, uh, I learned a lot of lessons about myself and you know, how are you going to be mad at that? So that's what I'm releasing in gratitude and what I am re- re- recalibrating on or, you know, setting my sights on since, you know, we're releasing and it's the emptying out. Okay. What are we going to, you know, what are we, what are we doing now? Well, there's certainly plenty of things. My life is very, very full. It's very, very busy. When things go off the rails is when I'm overwhelmed and there's an imbalance of what I am full of. And I've been out of balance in the last two months because there was too much of this bullshit energy. So now that that's gone, I get to focus on all the dope shit. So I get to make music for other people. And I also get to get back to making music for myself and finishing my albums. Albums, plural. Because, yeah, I have three. Cause I'm a fucking psycho. Um, and then I can also, uh, do more about the pod, uh, do some more content creation. Um, I can also go through, um, the performance footage from SRF. I still haven't fucking done that. And like, you know, get that ready to share to people, like chop shit up. I don't want to share everything cause I don't want to share the unreleased songs yet. But, uh, so that's why I have to go through it. And I just have, like, clips sent to me that, like, other people took that were in the audience. So it's not, like, just one thing I can watch. It's, like, like I have to just go through it. You Whatever. You get it. So all that. And then also there's, like, a lot of new people that I've been talking to that I get to meet this week. And, like, new places to go and, like, new things to check out and all that kind of stuff. And, like, now there's room for that. There's And I can show up for that and be present for that because I'm not, like, just... I don't feel like I weigh a thousand pounds anymore, bro. So this is a dope full moon. I am definitely stoked about it. Um, That's where I am going. This is what I'm releasing. And I just told y'all what I'm recalibrating. There's also another project in the works. I don't want to like blow the whistle on it yet. But if you're a woman, just know that like there's some women in, in the community that you're likely part of. Um, that you are welcome to join that we're setting something up for women, um, to have a space to like, be able to connect with each other better, especially if we live at far distances and, you know, for the women that are either alone or maybe they feel alone cause they're, you know, in the role of like upkeeping a house and raising kids and like da da, da And like, they don't feel like they have time to, you know, connect to other people. Um, that, you know, th- I mean, that's a fucking thing. And a lot of women are going through a lot of stuff right now, so so uh, like a, a women's specific um, project is getting started for for all of us to just come together. It's free, um, so so that is coming as well. Uh, yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna end it with that. I'm happy full moon. Um, another suggestion I got was take a salt bath. I am for sure gonna dump like a fucking massive bag of sea salt into my bathtub, soak in that uh, play some fucking, uh, mantras to just like clear the vibes, uh, drink some tea. I don't give a fuck. Light my candles. I'm gonna do all that tonight. Okay. And we're going to reset and we're going to just absolutely fucking crush it next week and show up with everything that we got, bro. Everything that we got so that way we can, you know, live from our highest self tying back to the beginning of the episode the beginning of that, that, that sacred divine guardian angel, that is your highest, highest soul conscious. And to really get in touch with that. And then to really be able to share that because like we incarnated here at this time on this planet for a reason. And it's time that we get in touch with that, find out what it is, get rid of anything that might hinder it or block it or prevent us from standing in that power to our maximum fullness and embody that. Go out into the fucking world and embody that. Share that. Expand that. It is just as contagious as fuck shit, drama, negativity, rah rah bullshit. It is just actually. I might argue that it might be more contagious. I don't know. I don't know if it's more contagious or not. But I can tell you right now, it's a hell of a lot more fucking powerful. So much more power. My God, my God, is it is powerful? Love is powerful. So there it is. That's, that's, that's all I have to say. Love you motherfuckers. Bye. Oh shit. End the meeting. How do I fucking end this? Wait, stop. Okay.